Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrag. Today we're talking about the six letter word from hell. Stress, S-T-R-E-S-S. But before we talk about stress and what you need to know, I wanted to make sure you're already in my free group over in Facebook. It is Food, Fitness, Fat Loss for Women Over 40. And the reason you want to hop over there right away is I am doing my free five-day fat loss fix. I haven't done a fat loss fix uh, free event in, I I want to say like two years maybe. We did, I want to say a five-day fat loss fix, a four-day fix, maybe the five-day fix more than once. And it is not a like lose all the weight you can in five days. It's not a contest. It's not a challenge. So if you come in today, which is Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or next week, it will be okay. All of the training workshops that I'm delivering are live on the page and will stay there for one week. So you will have time to get those. Plus I've got a super I was going to use the word nifty. I have a nifty, (laughs) I have a nifty gift for you. I have a nifty gifty for you, which is a free guide. And it goes along obviously with the workshopping we're doing. I'm trying to keep every single Facebook live I put in the free page under 20 minutes. So we'll see how I do with that. So come on over, come on over. Okay, let's get into this thing, stress and weight loss. And um, I had in my notes, and I'll tr- should I sing it? Probably not. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Or not, right? It's, <laughs> it is or it isn't. And I do think stress seems to be at an all-time high around the holidays. It's, it's amplified. It's, there's lots of expectations, lots of pressure. There's the extra events and social obligations holiday parties, special days, traditions, shopping, spending, baking, eating. And I think what goes into that is our want or need to make people happy or to do it right or that we're supposed to just be happy, festive, and fucking perfect. And, (laughs) right, all of that. We're supposed to like it. We're supposed to have fun. It's supposed to be great. And, you know, here's the deal. It is okay to feel stressed about it all or to even not like it or to feel sort of obligated, right? Sort of resentful about it all. I think some of that comes from feeling like we don't have control, that our schedules, our calendar, our wants, our needs are secondary to everybody else's. And I think that's a very female kind of thing. Um, 
And stress is very normal to a certain point. And our bodies, thank God, are built for stress. I think females are built for stress. Um, But it will take a toll, obviously, if left unchecked. If you have unmitigated stress, it's going to show up in a lot of ways. If you think about it, and you've heard, right, this idea of fight or flight, right, this sort of stress expression is when I am facing a stressful situation, when we kind of go back, and you can even picture this in your mind's eye of like primitive times, you can imagine I am a caveman, cavewoman, a cavewoman being chased by a woolly mammoth, right? I'm being, um, I have to go hunting for food or I'm freezing cold and I need to build a fire. I'm in life or death moments all the time, primitive um, mindset, right? Where in today's life, I mean, yeah, I could be freezing cold, but I could get a coat. I could be freezing cold, but I could turn up the heat. I could be you know, hungry, but I could find food. Uh, I could get an annoying email, but it's not going to kill me. I could, you know, have a not so pleasant interaction with my boss, but again, it's not, you know, it's not a bear attack. Although here's the thing, our bodies and brains don't necessarily know that. Okay. And that's, you know, where we are, um, with stress is that left unchecked, if we're not taking care of the stress and being able to manage stress, it is going to be a bear attack all the time. Your fight or flight mechanism will be turned on and stay on. And I read something really interesting about fight or flight where some of the studies we're sort of looking at the difference between men and women and men, you know, go into this sort of fight or flight with like anger and women have more of the sort of it's fight. It's still fight or flight, but it's more of the need to appease. It's more of the like people pleasing. Like I think they gave an example of like, if you're being held up at gunpoint where a man is going to, react more in a violent way. Again, this is very, this is probably sounds very stereotypical, but his reaction might be to, you know, punch or kick or try to match the violence where a woman would be like, Hey, are you sure you really want to do this? You know, it was sort of interesting. And I, I sometimes see this where when women, and when I say when women, I mean me too, right? we get into situations where we feel stressed out or we feel um, like we have no control. It's because we're not just in fight or flight all the time, you know, highly amped up. It leaves us kind of snappy, irritable, always kind of, you know, a lot of, we find displeasure, but also the other side of that is this constant, um, feeling like we have to make everybody else happy. And even though we are stressed out or we are feeling like we're at the end of our rope or we feel like we don't have time, we're overwhelmed, we're anxious, we have to make sure everybody else is happy. It's very interesting, actually. So you've come here to this podcast because you probably want to lose weight. You want to not only lose the weight, you never want to fucking find it again. You want to keep it off. 
for God's sakes, right? I don't want to just lose it to find it again. I really, right? We want to have the strategies to keep it off. And so I think understanding, and again, this is not super science because I'm not a scientist, but understanding how stress works and how it shows up for us is helpful because then we can get ahead of it. And then we, you know, can at least avoid stress-related weight gain because yes, stress can cause weight gain, not just because you're maybe not maintaining your the, the same level of exercise or typical quote-unquote healthy eating as you're moving through stressful times, right? It's not just because the month of December is super busy with lots of parties and things like that. There's more to it. So when we are stressed out, our bodies kick into that fight-or-flight mode I mentioned, and it causes us to release the hormone adrenaline to help us fight off the perceived threat. Remember the woolly mammoth? Your boss, the email, the phone call, the bill, the kids screaming in the back seat, um, right? All our body, our bodies and brains, at that moment, aren't really able to say, "Yo, wait a minute, your kids having a fight in the back seat is not the same as being chased by a bear, but it feels like it, right?" And we go right into, ah, right, right into, oh my god something terrible is about to happen. I'm going to snap. I'm going to, right? I'm, if you kids don't stop arguing, I'm going to, you know, whatever, crash the car into a tree. I'm going to pull over and, you know, yank you guys out or what have you. I'm not saying I've ever done that. Um, also, to have enough energy on board, right? To, for our bodies to be able to run from the bear or to deal with the kids or to deal with the boss or the email, right? The threat, we're going to call it the threat. Um, in order to have enough energy to deal with the threat, our body will also release glucose, otherwise known as sugar, into our bloodstream. Uh, so where does our bodies get the glucose, right? That's probably where you're like, well, wait a minute. Where does this come from? Well, here's the cool thing, right? We, we have stores of glucose. We store glucose in our muscles. We store glucose in our liver. Um, side note. When this is all happening, I'm not burning fat, but you probably already figured that out. Um, so, right, we have the adrenaline gets released. Body also releases glucose. And then this cool thing happens. <laughs> it's not that cool, right? It's cool. The adrenaline will wear off, right? That If you've ever felt like an adrenaline dump, um, it's almost like your stomach hits the floor or that feeling of, I'm about to make a speech or I'm about to, you know, the presentation, right? It's the right moment, you know, you have enough adrenaline to get through. And then when you're done, you feel really depleted. So adrenaline doesn't last forever. It's like a shot of adrenaline, like just to get you through. So the adrenaline wears off, blood sugars are going to drop back down and the hormone, you know, and love as cortisol will rise to provide you with more energy to continue to address the threat, right? So you've seen those commercials on TV, right? The commercials where they show like somebody with a big belly and they talk about belly fat and they talk about stress and they talk about cortisol and then they try to sell you a supplement called Corda something, right? It's always Corda cure, Corda aid, Corda something. The commercial isn't wrong. I will say that. Like it has some tenets of truth to it. 
I have, I'm not going to condone whatever supplements you're going to find on TV. Um, but this is a thing when we have cortisol that's constantly high or goes so high that eventually it drops down in insufficiency, we can get excess belly fat. So that's not where it ends, right? My notes are like, here's where it gets really fun, right? It gets more fun um, if you're following along. So cortisol, right? Cortisol rising stimulates the release of insulin in order to maintain your blood sugar level. And that process triggers sugar cravings, salt cravings, and an overall increase in your appetite. So it makes sense that if I gave into, like if I have a lot more cravings and I give into those cravings, obviously I would be eating more and that could lead to weight gain. Um, But I think it's more than that. I think not only can increased cortisol levels make you hungry, but they can slow down, that whole process can slow down your metabolism so that you can conserve energy to deal with the perceived threat. It makes total sense. There's no way my body is going to tap into fat stores. That's not fast enough. There's plenty of energy in fat stores, but because I need it instantaneously, my body is so cool, your body too, our human body is built for this. Um, But over time, you could see that this could be a problem. And stress also will impact the hunger hormones leptin and ghrelin, which give us those signals about, am I hungry? Am I full? Have I had enough? And when all of this over time gets screwed up, you can imagine that we can become very unaware of when I'm hungry, when I'm not hungry. Why do I, you know, why am I constantly wanting sugar or salt or sweets or fats and things like that? And here's the deal. Why I wanted to talk about stress now, it will not, I'm sure, be the only podcast about stress. Um, I've definitely given it more thought where I do think a lot of the hormone imbalances that women in their 40s and 50s are experiencing are not just alone from perimenopause and menopause. It's like perimenopause and menopause laid on top of stress creates this, (laughs) the issue of weight gain and especially um, that that feeling where the fat accumulation is more in your midsection. Um, and I do think right now is the time to talk about it because if you think about it, the holidays are really ripe with lots of opportunities. Opportunities to overeat, overdrink, over just overconsume everything, right? Overconsume on shopping and overconsume on, um, you know, just more, 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 and then skimping on sleep, skimping on workouts, or if you are trying to not overdo it, you're then really trying to willpower through it or just suffer through it or just get through it or just wake me up in January. And so really you you might be wondering, right? What is the problem then necessarily with stress specific to women in their 40s and 50s, right? Stress can also be exacerbated by by perimenopause and menopausal hormone changes, of course. You're going to have changes that affect your emotions. You're going to have physical symptoms that are going to create more fatigue and less resilience to stress. If you are someone who's already having hot flashes, 
night sweats. You're not sleeping through the night. Your ability to withstand stressful situations goes down. You're also, that's also going to affect those cravings that you're experiencing. Chronic stress can elevate cortisol and keep it elevated and make your estrogen decline even lower. It's really easy for us to, I get it, right? As soon as I hit 39, 40, 41, I start to notice weight loss is harder. And there are many reasons why. If you've been dieting your whole life, if you've gained and lost a lot of weight, we're probably also gaining and we're mostly, right, losing muscle mass. And so our metabolism is slowing down. When you aren't really able to manage or not aware of stress, you're obviously slowing down your metabolism as well. So it's kind of like a one-two punch. Um, I want to point out that um, there are things you can do to really address stress. And, you know, here's the thing too. Cortisol going, you know, anything that happens hormonally, cortisol that goes high or cortisol that goes low or insulin that goes up and down or, you know, if you have, if you already know your A1C is too high, if you have high triglycerides or cholesterol, like if you already have some idea that some of your health markers aren't where they need to be, it does take time to bring those in line. I also want to tell you, hormone balance isn't a thing that is achieved and then kept. We don't, just like the weight, the number on the scale, you don't arrive at that number and stay there. It is about, you know, fluctuations. We, our hormones will fluctuate. They will respond. And that's a good thing that our bodies are that resilient. And there are a lot of things that do cause us stress. There are good stresses, right? People who are getting married, they're planning their wedding, they're moving into their dream house, you've got your dream job, you're having a baby or trying to have a baby, or you just had a baby. Um, lots of different situations will cause that same level of stress, right? You're doing something new, things that take more time, uh, things that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you to get it right, do it right, be right. You know, I, I, obviously my clients being in their forties and fifties, a lot of this centers around work, having, uh, high level jobs, uh, jobs with a lot of expectations, jobs with a lot of responsibilities, managing a lot of people, managing a lot of money, managing other people's businesses. It's stressful. And it's, you know, we can't say it's necessarily a bad stress, but it is stress, right? Stress is stress. Our bodies, right? Our brain isn't able to say, okay, this is a good stress. So, you know, that thing with the adrenaline and, uh, you know, cortisol and all of that stuff and the glucose and insulin, blah, blah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Our bodies are just programmed to respond. And it is important to recognize that, you know, some of the things that stress us out are outside of us, right? That we can't control what other people think. If a business, you know, if your business is not successful, is that really all on you, right? Is, you know, you work for someone else. Uh, you, you know, have somebody in your family who is sick. 
You have somebody in your family who's getting a divorce or you're getting a divorce. You're starting a new relationship. You're moving out of town. You're, you know, things that there are some things that are not necessarily always in your control. But what we can do is figure out how we want to respond, how we can coach ourselves to, you know, essentially manage our minds and figure out what is in our control and what is not in our control. When it does come to the holidays, we can't make it June or July or August or September. It's December and there are holidays and you can decide how you want to celebrate them, what you celebrate, when you celebrate. You really can. I know there's there are beliefs about, no, this is the way it has to happen. But if you really think through it, what are things that you personally want to control, want to have a voice in? How do you want your holidays to go? I think it's important to know you're not powerless. You're in your 40s and 50s, obviously, listening to this podcast. So what else can you do when it comes to managing stress and not having this sort of stress-related weight gain, essentially, right? That's what we're talking about. It's stress, it's the holidays, it's women 40 and over and being in that sort of unique situation. Your body is not the same as it was when you were 20 or 30, but it doesn't mean that you're destined to be suddenly 20 pounds heavier, that you're destined to not be in the body that you want, that you can't get to where you want to go at, at all. I know plenty of women... Um, just like you, just like me, um, who can lose weight and keep it off. But one of the key essential things is not diet harder, work out more and all of that. That's really going to be part of the problem. Okay. So here's, I have seven things for you to think about and you don't have to do them all right. We don't need to add more. Like I'm trying to de-stress and I have to do all of these things. Okay. So believe me, I'm I'm not wanting to add more stress. I'm looking at ways to help you create less stress. And it doesn't mean that you have to meditate. You don't have to do yoga unless you want to, right? If you want to meditate, if you want to do yoga, I am all for those things, 100%. Um, But let's start with walking and not running. Walk, don't run. Number one, walk, don't run. Running, sprinting jogging. You've heard me say it a million times, or if you're new, you've never heard me say it, but that is added stress. It is. I know your Apple iWatch tells you you burn more calories, but we're trying to get activity, steps, um, you know, blood flowing, functional exercise that does not create more stress. So you don't have to walk with a weighted vest. You don't have to walk with weights in your hands or weights on your ankles. You don't have to walk a 14 minute mile. You don't have to just walk the same hill over and over. You can, um, but you're going to probably get better results, better fat loss results when you can walk and not run. Number two, lift, but don't hit. (laughs) What does that mean? Lift, but don't hit. Lift weights. Definitely lift, not necessarily like you don't have to get into powerlifting or Olympic lifting unless that's an interest of yours. You don't have to, you know, I don't, we're not trying to hurt ourselves and every workout is not supposed to be, you know, your personal best, right? Again, because we're trying to, we're trying to give our bodies enough stress, but not too much. So when I think about lifting, um, and especially from the lens of, okay, I'm a woman, 
I'm in my 40s or 50s. I want to lose body fat. I want to mitigate stress. So what would I do? I would strength train probably. And again, it depends on where you're at. But I'm going to talk to somebody who strength trains. I would probably strength train three or four days a week. No more. Okay. And I'm not talking to a competitor. I'm not talking to someone who's uh, an athlete training for a sport right now. I'm talking to someone like myself. If you don't do any type of strength training, then we're going to go for twice a week. And think about your strength training session being under 45 minutes, definitely not an hour. Um, Taking rest between the sets and not doing high intensity interval training, HIIT. I would not do HIIT workouts. That means I'm not going to do a lot of box jumps and burpees and running and uh, sprinting and trying to get, you know, that I need to get my heart rate up as I lift. I'll be able to actually lift more with more rest between sets and I'll be able to lift more when I'm not trying to add that cardio component. Number three, eat. (laughs) Eat food. Eat food on a regular basis. Stop trying to push it off. Stop trying to not eat all day long because you're going to have, you know, our bodies don't know what is actually happening. And so you're going to have a similar situation with insulin and cortisol all cascading because we're running out of, first of all, I don't have any glucose for my brain, right? So my body has to provide glucose for my brain to think, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to be starving and I'm probably going to overeat. So making time to eat, right? So it's eat, And it's kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I don't want to eat too much, but I don't want to eat too little. I want to eat just right. I want to eat just enough, right? Somewhere in between. Um, And that takes practice. Also, not every single day will I need or want the same amount of food. If you are strength training, you might be consuming more food. You might have that protein shake or that extra meal. If you are you know, not working out, you've been busy or you've been sick or you've been tired, you're resting, you actually might not need more food. So it's not a one size fits all formula even for yourself. It is about listening to your hunger cues and they might be a little screwed up or skewed or you've never actually checked in with yourself to see if you're really hungry. I get it, busy, 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 don't have time to eat, but that's gonna backfire on you. In the background, your hormones are are messaging each other, right? The more you're not eating, the more coffee you're drinking, um, that is going to be a problem, right? Caffeine um, is something that a lot of women will use. They'll be drinking coffee, um, you know, whatever, uh, energy drinks, things all day long to keep going. And that's actually, again, feeding into this hormone disruption, right? The the amount of cortisol and insulin that is, you know, going up and down is not going to help you lose weight. Number four, your right plate will have protein. It will have fiber. It will probably have starchy types of, you know, carbs and things like that and some healthy fats. But I would probably start with protein and fiber. I would make sure I have at least 25 grams of fiber or I'm sorry, 25 grams of protein or more a meal. And really, fiber probably around the same, right? Looking to to do different vegetables, 
Uh, you could obviously do a baked potato. You could do a lot of different things to get that in. Number five is sleep. Sleep probably is, um, I was going to say it's the, na the hammer that hits all the nails. It kind of is the hammer that hits all the nails. If I solve my sleep issues, um, then I will also have less cravings. And I probably will have more energy to go for the walk and to lift the weights. And I will be less moody and less hateful. I'll have less brain fog. I'll need less caffeine. So, and it does feel sometimes like, ugh, right? How do I, you know, how do I do that? I'm, you know, not shy about supplements in my own life. Uh, but if you're not taking supplements, I'm not urging you to take all the things. Um, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to address what is actually going on with your sleep. I know a lot of women just don't go to bed. They just, you know, nine o'clock hits and they're like, okay, now is me time, my time. Now I have to watch my TV shows and I have to get a snack and I have to do the laundry and I have to finish up work. Um, I get it. If you work from home, the work never ends. <laughs> Literally, the work never ends. You can just log on anytime and our to-do list is never done. There's always something else. And that just adds more stress. Just sort of accepting that you're not going to get it all done. You're not. And so figuring out, you know, what is an actual emergency? What is on fire? What is not on fire? But fixing your sleep is something that will make you feel better and help you lose weight and probably help you live longer. Number six, managing your mind. This one, um, I just feel like I just, just say manage your mind and walk away. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's hard to manage your mind. It is. It's like a runaway train sometimes. It's just going and going and going and dwelling and ruminating and, you know, going around and around. I can't, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed out. I can't do it all. I have to do it all myself. Nobody's helping me. I have no support, you know, and that's just the G-rated version. Um, you know, there could be other things going on in your mind. Like I hate the holidays or I love the holidays or I wish it was different or I wish so-and-so was here or all the things. I get it. All the things. And it's okay to have all of those thoughts. There's nothing wrong with that. I think what is more helpful though is to get them on paper. Even if you write them down and then crumple the paper up, throw it away, burn it, or keep it. Just see what's going on. Sometimes we're unaware of consistent thoughts that we have that are making us feel more stressed out, more overwhelmed, you know, and the more stressed and overwhelmed we feel, the less likely we are to take action. I'm not going for a walk. I'm not going to lift the weights. I'm not going to concentrate on eating a balanced meal when all I can think about is how stressed I am because I'm in fight or flight mode. I don't, I can't even think straight. And so sometimes it feels like, well, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Or how do I break the cycle? And, you know, managing your mind is sometimes just enough to just say, okay, you know, it's normal to be stressed. A lot of people feel stressed around the holidays. It's a, a crazy busy month. We feel like we have a lot of obligations. We got to show up to all of these parties. We got to, you know, shake all the hands, um, buy all the gifts, all the things. And it can be very stressful. Giving yourself grace is part of managing your mind. Being compassionate with yourself 
is part of managing your mind. What would you say to your best friend, to a loved one, to your 12-year-old self who's like freaking out? Baby steps, right? It is managing your mind is not going to worst case scenario. Don't, you know, it's that's just feeding the fight or flight. That's just, you know, making the threat a real thing, right? Figure out what is actually going on. Why are you stressed out? A very simple question, right? Why are you stressed out? And go from there. Number seven, how about supplements? Uh, especially ones with adaptogens. Adaptogens. You might have heard of adaptogens. Um, you might have heard of something called ashwagandha or relora. These are different types of herbs. They're completely natural. I haven't met anybody who's really OD'd on ashwagandha. Um, they're in a lot of different supplements these days. And it can be very helpful um, to have the supplements in your house and then subsequently in your mouth and in your body. <laughs> it doesn't help to buy supplements and not take them is what I'm trying to say. I do have a favorite supplement. I do. I've mentioned it um, here and there. I don't get paid to talk about it. I don't make money from you buying it. Um, it's from a company called Metagenics. It's called Serenogen. It's, um, people will take it throughout the day. Um, I take it usually at night and it really just calms your mind down from ruminating, um, intrusive thoughts, sort of the say, you know, when we're, we're just swirling and spinning on the same stuff. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed out. I can't get it all done. Oh my gosh. When you wake up at, you know, one in the morning or two in the morning and you're like, Oh my God, I forgot to do this. And I have this report like blah, blah, blah. that's gone. Um, I bought my husband a bottle of it. <laughs> I don't know if I already mentioned this. And in a Sharpie marker, I might have mentioned this. I wrote calm down <laughs> on the bottle. Not because I'm telling him to calm down, although I am. Uh, but it was like, in case you're wondering what this is for, it's to calm down. So it's great for people who, um, you know, road rage, freak out, uh, you know, constantly irritated with people, frustrated. Um, I, I think it's worth getting. And then you can let me know how you like it. And then number, what do I got? One, two, three, four, five, six. I had two number sevens. <laughs> number eight, maybe get some help with hormones, right? If you are somebody who is experiencing issues, symptoms, problems, upsets with perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms, I would get some help with that. You know, I read somewhere, I think... I was reading an article. It was like 36 symptoms of menopause. And one of my daughters came over and was like, what is menopause? I'm like, oh my God. Right. Meanwhile, you know, my kids are now becoming tweens and we're talking about things like puberty. I'm like, oh my God, between puberty and menopause, that is stressful. Um, but there are a lot of symptoms of menopause. Um, lots of them. And they can be unpleasant or um, sort of, you know, they could interrupt the quality of your life. And so by getting some help with your hormones, you could also decide on more supplements. Um, you could decide if you're going to talk to a physician about hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical hormones would be my go-to, right? If you're looking at that, there are things you can do. And mostly um, is, is really just being patient with yourself. We're not going to overcome stress and we're not going to overcome our weight in one day or one month. It is a process, 
Okay. I think awareness is very key. And the more you can understand what happens in your body when stressed, then the more we can kind of, you know, get on top of it and be aware, like, you know, I could go down the road, right, of feeling stressed over every little thing, or I can look at ways to work on it. When you are more well-rested, more hydrated, you have more quality food on board, you're going to feel better and be able to handle more stress. When you're overtraining, under eating, under sleeping, like pushing yourself to the edge, you will eventually hit the wall. Uh, that is definitely something that is in my own personal story is just pushing the edge uh, hormonally, especially what, around cortisol. So I don't want that for you. I want you to have a wonderful holiday season. Obviously, this is just the beginning of December. Um, we have many more weeks together. If you're not already in my free group, hop over there. The five-day fat loss fix isn't just about food and weight loss. We talk about the things, the hormones, the stress, all of that stuff. So I think you'll find it interesting and helpful, and you can let me know yourself. You can find me on Facebook, Bonnie.Lafrac. You can find me on Instagram at BonnieLafrac. Have a great week. Hey there, if you like what you've been hearing and you're ready to take a practical approach to long-term weight loss, why not book a free strategy call with me? We can discuss where you are now, your goals, ultimately how you want to look and feel in your body and in your life. And of course, it's going to be lots of fun. It's you, it's me, it's us together. All right you know what to do. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.